0: Feeling stuck in your tracks? Are you a music producer or artist who's ready to take their music to a professional level? If the answer is yes, then I want to connect with you for a free production potential discovery call. In this free 20-minute session, I'll analyze your workflow, identify improvement areas, and help you figure out the single action step that you need to focus on to unlock your music's potential. So if you're a music producer or artist who's ready to take their music to the next level, then my free production potential discovery call is for you. Hop on my calendar today by going to www.synthmusicmastering.com. You're listening to the Inside the Mix podcast with your host, Mark Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer, and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting, and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing, and mastering music for over 15 years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Inside The Mix podcast. If you are a new listener or viewer, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and also ring that notification bell so you get notified anytime there is a new Inside The Mix podcast episode. And if you are a returning listener, as always, a big welcome back. So it's busy times here at the Inside The Mix podcast. Many things going on, folks. I'm uh, rolling out some new stuff in the lead up to 2024. Notably this week, we have, well, it was there already, but I wasn't really doing anything with it, the Patreon. So there is an Inside The Mix podcast Patreon. And if you've listened to episode 107, you would have heard all about this. But um, please do go check it out. I'll put a link in the episode description for this as well. And notably, my one of my favorite bands, actually, Silosis, has released an album. And that album was released uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago. And it's called A Sign of Things to Come. I'm just looking at it here. And uh, it is a return to form. I absolutely love Silosis. we we'll are going way back to the amazing album, Conclusion of an Age. And I saw them at Download 2008, I think it was, in the tent at Download. And they were on point. What a band. Absolutely love it. And I've loved everything that they've done since. And also Josh Middleton with Architects. I'm a big Architects fan as well. But yeah, a sign of things to come. Um, if you are a listener to the podcast, you will know that I'm a metalhead at heart. And uh, probably my favorite song on this album to date is Pariahs, but that may well change. Deadwood's a great track as well, and Absent. Uh, It's a fantastic album, but I thought I'd throw that out there being a metalhead. And um, I'm also looking forward to seeing them with Malevolence in Bristol. Uh, I'm looking at the show dates here, actually. They're on tour. When am I watching them in Bristol? Um, I'm watching them at some point. I think it's in November at some time. Uh, I can't find the date. Anyway, let's crack on with this episode, this episode 100 and eight. So we're putting the proverbial cherry on top of our mastering journey in this particular episode. So we're going to be exploring the first principles of mastering, cracking the secrets of tonal balance, and deep diving into the yin and yang of EQ. So let's dive into this episode. Okay, so let's start with the fundamental idea that changing anything affects everything. Sounds philosophical, doesn't it? Really does, really does. But what does this mean in mastering? Okay, what does this mean? This means mastering is an art of compromise, right? You have to weigh the pros and cons and understand what is sonically possible. Remember, mastering isn't the same as EQing in mixing. For instance, here we go, folks. If you decide to boost the low bass of a mix, you're inadvertently affecting the extreme highs, like the vocals, for example. Okay, a vocal might sound amazing with a specific snare drum, but tweak one and the other could suffer. Remember, mastering is the final touch, not a surgical operation. Now, you might think, well, Mark, these are all sweeping statements when it comes to mastering. But it is an idea. It's just putting it into context for you. Consider them the first principles of mastering. So then what we have is tonal balance and what we want to achieve is good tonal balance. But what is tonal balance? Okay, In mastering, this is like the scales of justice for your track. It should weigh evenly, feeling just right to the human ear. For example, pop music often shows a gradual high-frequency roll-off on a spectrum analyzer. Once again, a sweeping statement, but this is a generalization. But don't be fooled. We're not using the spectrum analyzer as a compass. So this is what you shouldn't be doing. We're using our ears. Now, you'll probably hear that a lot. A lot of people will say that we'll just use your ears. But I'm going to contradict exactly what I just said then. But there are tools available like tonal balance, for example, which can really help specifically in the low frequencies, in the low end, if you haven't got access to a sub. So just to develop this idea of tonal balance, a lot rides on the mid-range because you can think that's where the core message of your music lies. So think about what lies in the mid-range. You've got your vocal, you've got guitars, you've got a synth and any other bits and pieces going on in there. Drums, snare, for example. So here's a trick. If you stand in another room and the music's essence still comes through, so you can still hear that mid-range, you can still hear clarity in that mid-range, you're on the right track in terms of your mix and your master. The goal is to create a sound that's pleasant, warm, and clear, if that's what your genre demands. Because... Once again, I'm probably going to contradict myself here, but other genres sort of have different frequency contents. If you look at them on a spectrum analyzer, like reggae is going to have a lot of low end, for example, and punk is going to sound quite harsh. Not necessarily brittle, but it's going to sound aggressive. So you've also got a way in what genre of music you're working with. I mean, I'm using pop as an example here. And I said earlier that... that in pop on a spectrum analyzer you'll have that gradual high frequency roll off but uh, if you were to put a pop track and a it with a reggae track or a punk track you're going to see different frequency response on a spectrum analyzer so do bear that in mind okay so let's talk about a fascinating and interesting mastering eq technique called yin and yang so what's the idea behind this the idea is that contrasting frequency ranges can affect each other right So if you boost the low frequencies, the overall sound might seem duller and vice versa. So this is where the idea of yin and yang comes into play. So if you're working on a track and the overall level is too high, you can reduce the frequencies that have the least impact on the song's essence, as it were. So let's give this a go. So we're going to do this in a creative context. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll explain it for the audience listening we've got the song here, Let You Go, featuring Indigo. It's going to feature on my up and coming EP that I've been banging on about now for a while called Lost and Found. And I've got the TDR Nova EQ here. It's a free EQ. I'm using a free one. So this is accessible to everyone. And I'm also using Reaper as well. Please do head over to synthmusicmastering.com and download my five essential free mastering plugins of which this is one of them. So let's add some context to this yin and yang idea. Okay, so let's give this a go. So we are going to start with the low frequency information. The idea being that adding low frequencies is gonna make it sound duller and it's gonna make it sound less bright. It's gonna reduce that brightness. And I'm also then going to attenuate some low frequency information and that's then gonna make it seem brighter. So I've got two EQs so I can flick between them. I've got one TDR Nova with a low shelf, okay, 80 hertz with a 3 dB gain and a Q of 1. And then I've got another EQ with it set to 80 hertz again, and this time it's minus 3 dB in gain with a 1 Q. The idea being that I'm going to attenuate some low frequencies it's going to sound brighter. So I'm going to play the track without any EQ, and let's see what it sounds like. Okay, I really like the balance on this track I think it sounds really really good Um, I just need to master it now so this time I'm going to play it and then I am going to add some low frequency information so a 3dB boost at 80Hz and it will sound duller so let's give that a go Okay, so this is without any boost now I'm going to enable the EQ with a 3dB boost at 80Hz so here we go This is with the boost. We used to be like day and night. I could watch it forever. This is without. So this is still without. So hopefully what you can hear there is when you have that 3db boost at 80 hertz, it's almost like it's slightly attenuating those higher frequencies. And I also find that the vocal kind of takes like an inch or two back from the microphone, it sounds like as well. It sounds like it's the vocalist is taking a slight step back. So now we're going to do the opposite. So I'm just going to disable that EQ and I am now going to play the track. And at the moment, it's bypassed, but I'm then going to enable this EQ with a minus three dB at 80 Hertz. So let's give it a go. We'll play from the uh, beginning of this region. So this is without. And this is with. So this is with the minus three dB at 80 Hertz. without any issue. I'm gonna add it back in. Now so once again hopefully what you can hear there is um the, the vocal is kind of like taking a step forward like an inch or two forwards it's that yin and yang idea and you've got it's a touch brighter in that top end as well so what I'm trying to get across to you here, folks, is that yin and yang, if you are attenuating or boosting in one particular frequency range or band, it's going to have a knock-on effect elsewhere, and you need to be mindful of that in mastering. So we're going to do a similar exercise again, but this time I'm going to go to the other end of the frequency spectrum. So this time I've got a high shelf here, and it's set at 15 kilohertz. Uh, same Q again, one, and I've got a 3 dB boost at 15 kilohertz. So what I'm expecting to hear here is when I enable this EQ, those higher frequencies So mainly here. It's kind of like a tambourine. I've got the hi-hats as well. And any high-frequency information is going to be boosted. And that's going to slightly send it out. Remember what I said earlier about a scale, as it were, scales of justice. And it's going to send it slightly out of whack. It's not going to be quite how I want. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the phrase out of whack, um, because it is a transatlantic audience, uh, international audience, that means it's going to be skewed. Once again, I'm using words that you're not familiar with. It's going to mean that it's not balanced. Let's go with that. That's probably the better way to put it. It's not balanced. So let's give this a go. I'm going to play it in a, from the similar position and let's give it a go. So this is without a boost of 15 kilohertz. Okay. And this is with. With. So hopefully you can immediately hear there by boosting 3 dB. I mean that's quite harsh to do in mastering as well. That 3 dB um, sweeping statement again. Others might say different, but you can immediately it kind of sends that balance out, and you've got those extreme highs too high, and you can almost visualize how on a set of scales that low frequency information would be lower, um, ironically and you've got that boost there. So now we'll do the opposite. I'm just going to disable this EQ. I'm going to go over to this one here. So this TDR EQ, for those of you listening, it's 15 kilohertz again, minus three dB this time. So I'm attenuating those higher frequencies. And let's have a listen. So I'll play from the same position. And I'm going to start without any EQ, as I usually do. We've got that balance. I'm going to enable it. Okay, so that's still with the EQ. I'm going to break back in. Now, to be fair, it was less noticeable here when I attenuated by 3 dB, probably because there's not a massive amount of information, lot a massive amount of content up in those higher frequencies, specifically in the verse, because in the in the chorus there, I've got this tambourine going, so it's more noticeable. But you can slightly again here, it sends it slightly out of balance. Once again, this is just reaffirming that point, um, confirming that point, that yin and yang, when you are attenuating, boosting, in one frequency range, it can have a knock-on effect elsewhere in the mastering. And that's what you need to be aware of, folks. That's what you need to be aware of in mastering. You can see how it's different from mixing because in mixing, I could go in and if I know there's a bass instrument that's too, there's too much there, I can just go in and either notch out that bass frequency on that particular instrument, reduce it or do something with it individually rather than affecting the whole mix as it would happen in mastering. And the same at the other end as well. If I've got a hi-hat that is just really harsh or a cymbal that's really harsh, or even a vocal that's really harsh, or a snare, I could go into the mix and do that granular, that, that individual processing and changing and editing. Whereas in mastering, if I make a change, a perceived change to that vocal, for example... It's going to have a knock-on effect to any other instrument that sits in that range. So there we go, folks. Yin and yang EQ in mastering. So just to summarize, we've got the first principles of mastering in that if you affect or if you change something, it's going to have a knock-on effect elsewhere. And what we're trying to achieve is good tonal balance. Remember, that mid-range is that focal frequency range whereby you should be able to stand outside of the room and listen. And you should be able to hear with clarity that particular range, albeit that being said, it does depend on the genre of music. And remember what I said about reggae and punk, for example, but we are looking for good tonal balance. And then we looked at yin and yang, the idea being that if we attenuate or boost a certain frequency range, it can have a knock on effect elsewhere. So as a result of this, folks, what you might want to do is this exercise. So get an EQ, get a mix that you're happy with. And a slight dip in the low mid range, you're looking at around 250 hertz, reduces warmth and has a similar effect to a boost at 5 kilohertz. Give it a go and see if you can pick up the difference. These exercises are really, really good ear training exercises as well for you to do. So you can hear what's happening when you're making changes in a certain bandwidth and certain frequencies. Okay, really, really good exercises to do. And there we go. That wraps up our mastering journey that we've been on over the last 10 or so episodes. I hope you've got a lot out of this. Please do send me a message on Instagram at Inside the Mix Podcast. Alternatively, leave a comment on YouTube. Let me know your thoughts. If you need any help with mastering or you would like me to cover a topic in a future episode, please do reach out. Once again, you could do that on Instagram or you could head over to synthmusicmastering.com and get in contact that way. And just let me know More than happy to have a chat with anybody about mastering or if you want a particular topic covered. But we are now going to be moving on to some other topics, but there will be the odd mastering episode dotted here and there. But before you go, folks, and I've been banging on about this for the last God knows how many episodes, do head over to synthmusicmastering.com and download my guide to the top five essential free mastering plugins. They are fantastic. The TDR Nova EQ is one of them. And why spend all that money buying expensive plugins when you can use these amazing five plugins and achieve professional and amazing masters. Stuck in the mix? If you're a music producer or artist who's ready to take their music to the next level, don't forget to book your free production potential discovery call. Visit www.synthmusicmastering.com to book yours before you leave today.